Welcome to the What the Actual Love podcast. If you're joining us today, then you are on this first step to finding calm. We are going to be diving into my interactive journal, Mastering Our Minds. My goal is to help further people's ability to see themselves for who they are so that they can finally love themselves. Now, I understand that whenever we talk about love, everybody assumes that it's going to be a new age idea. I don't want us to to get stuck or lost in some of these types of developments. So this is supposed to be an introduction right here to go over the idea of what it is and how we're going to go ahead and find it together. In my honest sight of life, I find that those who are not able to find their calm can't exactly move or coexist with society. They have this underlying feeling to go ahead and lash out. Now, a lot of people find that this is a type of pride that speaks on their behalf whenever it comes down to just about any incident. It could be pride or wrath, but at the same time, it's not. And I'm going to explain that later on whenever we get to my next book. But for this book, we're focusing on finding our calm. In the next book, you'll understand that your pride and your wrath are no longer a necessity whenever it is clearly supposed to be your theory that we're talking about. Because if you understand your boundaries and you have the ability to remain calm, well, then you can give a voice to your boundaries. And as a mother bird fights for the survival of its child and tries to protect its family, or as a mother animal or mother instincts go to protect their child, we all see the fury that comes with that. They know that the delegation of their actions and their emotions are to benefit the productivity of making sure that whatever they do with their energy, well, that cost is at the consequence of protection, survival, and their young. It's not about their own ego. It's not about being pride, proud, I should say, proudful of themselves. I do apologize. Sometimes I do stop in between as I'm saying things because the words escape me. But at the same time, I still want to make sure that I say it as best as I can. Let's go ahead and take a look at this introduction. There is a time and place for everything that we face. Not every instance in life is clear, but to truly appreciate anything, we must first build experiences towards understanding it naturally. With every page we turn in life, we find ourselves further confused as to how we are supposed to react or appreciate our daily lives. If there is a point, we ask ourselves, what does any of this mean? Well, then, we are living as life is to be intended. We never have all the answers, but the questions are truly a part of what makes life meaningful. We as humans only digest so much data at one time. In this book, you will find heuristic learning. So if you are following along, thank you. If not, please enjoy. And if you do have a pen and paper nearby, have that with you as we go along with this. So you can go ahead and either take notes for yourself so you can learn alongside, or you can go ahead and answer some of the questions that I do have mapped and ready to go for this. With this, we will continue walking this path of knowledge. We only get off the road we walk when we think we have all the answers. So we should walk true. Humble ourselves with a new view. Look within. For some, this may be common sense, but the funny thing about common sense is that it's only what we presume is knowledge at the core of what we ourselves have learned. Through patience and comprehension, there is always more to understand. Even in the most uncommon of places, the smallest of hands and the most different of people 
can teach you something new. With the use of my information, those who are reading along will tackle the biggest obstacles we as humans face in our lives. That is, overcoming our brains and without other emotions. But we're going to go ahead and just keep it simple. In the book, you'll see that it's just overcoming our brains. But this also has to deal with the way our brains handle emotions, handle the way that we process and perceive things. Because in this first book, we are focusing on calm. Remaining calm and being able to dictate what it is that our reaction will tell for anybody who watches us. Because if we want to coexist with the rest of the world, we have to be able to remain calm in the face of any adversity. Like any type of system that wants to go ahead and delegate what they say is supposed to be the reaction, we should be able to perceive that same reaction in the system, follow along accordingly, and then make sure that if we have our own personal emotions getting involved, we retain it. Because if we lash out, well, then that means we don't fit in. We don't fit in with everybody else around us. So this is the part about remaining calm. Now, should you do this in every situation? I do not recommend that every situation be required for us to remain calm. Sometimes it does take incident. Sometimes it does take energy. Sometimes we do need to have excitement. But this book is only pertaining to remaining calm. Because there are a lot of emotions that stem that create more obstacles for ourselves. In this book, frustrations will be our grand focal point as we traverse the spectrum of guiding ourselves back to that exact calm. Very often we face confusion and sometimes this kind of exhaustion can fatigue us to a point of periodical lapses in not only self-identity, but how we speak and how we listen. The overall idea will be to confront ourselves and others without holding up defensive walls. To establish healthy relations and even healthier ways of seeing ourselves in the moments we struggle with how we feel due to how we think. Our thoughts can be overwhelming when we ourselves fail to realize that the clouds hanging over us are often brought on by our own doing. We will learn to undo these clouds in a world full of rain. We will learn to be the umbrella that shelters us and brings safety to our own sanity. Because over and above all, we may be afflicted by what ails us outside. But if we have a strong foundation, we can overcome nature. It is not our nature to be like a storm. We can come on like a storm, but we get to dictate when that is. Thank you for those of you who are joining us again. Thank you for those of you who have bought the book. Without you, information would simply be wasted. In many ways, the lack of information breeds miscommunication. Without the ability to communicate, we cannot understand each other as human beings. My goal is to always find a bridge to gap the links of neurons, not in the mind of the individual, but from person to person. The easier we can communicate with one another, the easier we can find common ground. Common sense is only common when the core ideas are common practice made perfect with repetitive and healthy discipline. With patience and practice, all things are possible. With muscle comes memory, and the brain is a muscle that we can exercise together. Welcome on the journey to educating ourselves. Feel free to write in the book on a piece of paper when I prompt questions. We want to work on ourselves by speaking to our inner self as much as possible. At the back of the book, if you have that, there is a note section. If we learn something specific and you have paper by you at home, we can go ahead and retain it for later. I always recommend that. Please do not hesitate to write what we feel, what we discover, and what we want to know more about 
in any type of blank space that you have. Having an area quickly accessible for your own personal research can be a fantastic tool in remembering what it is that you've read. We should be encouraged to investigate knowledge for ourselves. We are living beings deserving of communication, knowledge, and understanding. We are one. Thank you for sitting through my introduction here. For those of you who do have the book, there is a forward to the reader. If you don't mind, I will read that now. If you are ready to jump to the next episode, feel free to do so. But this is the forward to the reader. So if anybody wants to hear it out, I appreciate it because this is just more dictation of what it is that you will actually be uncovering in this book, Finding Calm. This book follows a principle that is well known to most. The individual only retains about 2% of all that they focus on. Now that 2% is different in accordance to how you go ahead and process the information. Whether it's reading or whether it's listening, it's diversified. The actual percentile is obtuse. It's different for everybody. With the expectation that comprehension is vastly misconstrued, we will attempt to use a heuristic method by involving ourselves more congruently between each chapter by allowing every reader a moment to write. By using our past experiences and self-discovery, we hope to align the mentality in a way that allows us to continue making progress in not only our daily lives, but in our emotional sense of well-being. Every person's experience or I should say, every person experiences everything differently. And one of the largest obstacles we face is the idea that our pain and experience is more than others know. By letting go of this idea through self-actualizing our specific events, we can identify our personal concepts and negotiate with ourselves the best course of compassion to stop holding on to feelings and start viewing reality. Whenever it comes down to our own personal experiences, we develop these as we go along and proceed throughout life. Every person experiences things differently. This is why whenever you have a situation where the police ask you to go ahead and give your evidence on what it is that you saw, well, they usually keep you away from every other witness because whenever people start communicating, they kind of throw off the information. So if you experience something and you witness something, take a moment, jot it down. That way you don't forget it. Make sure that you retain as much as you can in those moments. Everything changes from person to person. And the more we play telephone, information gets misconstrued. But we can always route back around with an overall identifying measure of what should be correct. We learn that through each other because we all have a sense of what should be right and wrong. But these experiences differ per person. So the more that we focus in on our society around us, the more easier it is to populate this idea. It's a governing idea. It is deeply irrational to believe in our feelings as opposed to the reality of events. Our presumed notion of what has happened is nothing more than that, a delusion of events that we create to defend ourselves due to past issues we may have faced. Not everyone, not every event, and not every circumstance is designed to hurt us as individuals. People are not malicious by nature. People are not trying to deal you an instance of pain or suffering. Suffering is, however, the way of human beings. The state of being is to coexist, and through suffering, our cortical-based brains like to focus on the negative without seeing the whole. This is unfortunately how the human species has evolved to survive, by analyzing, being prepared, and defending itself instinctively. Now, if you want to know more about that, you'll have to follow along for the next book, because that goes into the idea of theory. And we will touch base on that. But for now, again, sticking to the, the idea of calm. We are more than our feelings. We are human. We are one if we choose to be. We can appreciate the moments that truly matter and continue to purvey with peace and harmony. The individual is not lost unless they choose to be. 
Humans are not broken by life, but by their choice to concede. A spirit or willingness can be lost in the face of harsh obstacles, but confidence can be rebuilt with the right tools. We have these tools readily available to us as long as we are willing to try. A lot of us don't understand that and we get lost along our path on our journey. But if we take a moment to see for ourselves just who we are, we can fix us. We can fix ourselves. That way we can get back to coexisting. So let us place our best foot forward and give all that we can to the success of ourselves as a whole with love and admiration. Your fellow human being, this is Basil Schofield. And we have just completed the introduction to Mastering Our Minds, Finding Calm. Join me for the first chapter, Dealing with Frustrations.